Hello and welcome again to the Cycling Dads podcast, the podcast for dads who ride. I am Aaron Thomas Smith, your host, joined as always with Devin Palmer, Remax Results. And Devin, it, it you know, it's the first episode of a new year. It's the first episode of our second year of doing this podcast. 2022, baby. I'm trying to decide if you're going to want to talk about New Year's resolutions or if you're going to try and sell me a multi-level marketing product. What are we getting well, then, at here? Let me here? tell you about how I, <laughs> I just, I was just saying it. It's just, that's exciting. We're in our, we're in our second year of doing this podcast. It is a big we milestone. Haven't always been, we haven't always been incredibly consistent, but we've, we've been putting it out there. It's been a lot of fun. We've met some new people. I've made some new friends, you know, and what it's all about just, you know, the friends you make along the way, right? Like that's, that's life. Hey, Wizard of Oz. We've been consistently on our own schedule. And if the listener has a problem with that, take your listenership elsewhere. <laughs> I, and so far they haven't. So I feel like we're. Yeah, because we're doing, we have a monopoly on cycling dads. We own a the monopoly market. on on the cycling dads podcast. So how are you do- doing, Devin? I'm doing well. I'm just back from Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Yeah, we went out for my wife's sister's wedding. It is an amazing event. Oh, that's awesome. I had no idea it was your wife's sister. <laughs> LA, on principle, LA. I want to hate LA. I always just want to hate on LA, you know, because it's full yeah, of... Yeah, that seems like yeah. your brand. Yeah, it's full of, you know, kind of vapid Hollywoody people and their mm-hmm. driving is miserable. But by gosh, I go. We stayed in this rental right by this corridor of amazing little shops and dining, like all local stuff. We were able to walk everywhere. It's always sunny in 70 and then it's nice and cool in the evenings. At, as much as my bitter little heart wanted to be a hater it was an amazing week out there and we really had a blast um you know my wife's parents came as well my kiddos i I feel like is that just your in-laws yeah you just mentioned in-laws wife's parents it just seems like you're separating yourself a little bit well in case they do something problematic and i need to cancel them later okay there you go cancel frank and susan no it was good plan it was it was a ton of fun. It's a real joy. Uh, Auntie Gracie and Uncle Dylan, who are now wed, our our daughter's fail loves them so 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 much. Um, so any time oh, with them is just such a premium. Uh, we really had a blast, and, and you know, and especially it was really, when it's a big party, right? Yeah, it was a great party. You know, for being the times we're in, uh, they really managed it well, and everyone had a wonderful evening. That's fantastic, dude. That's yeah. that's really great. That's the report. Stoked to hear it. And I'll have you know, whilst in LA for one week, I brought my run shoes. I brought a run outfit. Didn't put them on once, Aaron. <laughs> Didn't do anything <laughs> other than walk. Wow, that is, is that well, inspirational? Is know, that motivational? So we're kicking off year two. I was sedentary for a week. Your expectations lower your expectations it's all we that's what we say that's what we keep saying that's our whole thing how are you aaron i'm doing i'm doing real solid i you know i too was just doing a little bit of traveling um for work went so i went to la uh, where did you go i went i went to beautiful i went to another uh acronym city uh casey casey kansas city missouri that is where i was and let me tell you something devin despite the fact that I did not get to enjoy the balmy 32 to 43 uh, degree weather that they usually enjoy this time of year. And instead was greeted with, once again, uh, uh, five to negative five weather. Um, it was it was a treat. It was really enjoyable. I love KC. I went to a coffee shop called Monarch in this beautiful like Federal Reserve brutalist building um, and no one was there. And mm. it was just it was a uh, it was a real good time. <laughs> but I will have you know, I did bring down my uh a full outfit for lifting weights and because of i don't know covid or just the fact that no one really uses a hotel gym this beautiful hotel gym like full on uh it had a bench it had all the machines it had you know full lineup of kettlebells full lineup of it had trx machine which is insane Whoa. trx uh, i was gym. i know i was able to to use that and uh enjoy that for a good hour the Ritz so, Carlton? And... what's going on here it was the it was the Weston. It was the Weston. Weston. The Weston. Kansas City. Beautiful Kansas City. Uh, and I had some barbecue that I have a lot of feelings about, but I'm just going to leave it at. Uh, it was pretty OK. Interesting. 
a lot of feelings. Seems like but the architecture down there is really cool. Seems like you're itching to go off on this barbecue you had. I can't. I can't. I'm not going to go off. That's not what this podcast is hey, about. Don't I'm just going to say small businesses and their I'm not. It, well, it, this this place had the feeling of like a small business that maybe was good at one point, and then in the '90s, like cashed out, and now it's like Disney World for barbecue. Mm. That's kind of where I Such ended a up. Shame. So you. So some of it was like really good, and some of it was like, oh, clearly you're phoning this in. So you went to Monarch. That was your coffee shop of choice. Local place. Yes. Yes. I went. What? Local place down there? Yep. Local small shop. Um, I actually went to both of their locations. They had like a satellite location and then they had their main location. Um, and yeah, it was fantastic. It was it was really good. We had a little spot, a Scandinavian themed coffee shop around the corner from us in L.A. called Swork. Ooh, we went every day, Aaron. <laughs> I got to. Yeah. yeah. Have I confessed um, my silliest attribute on the podcast? No. So I get oat milk lattes, Aaron. That's that's your silliest attribute is you get an oat milk latte. Yeah, it's something I absolutely 1000% would have ridiculed someone for even earlier <laughs> yeah, in 2021. Yeah, absolutely is something. <laughs> 100%. Everything I've ever been mean about in the past, I now do. Uh, okay. But oat milk lattes are fabulous. I think I have mentioned it on here before because they're easier on my tummy if I have to go running afterwards. Isn't, isn't that the thing about being in your 30s? Yeah. You have to think about what's easier on your easier tummy? on your tummy. So we got no, we have this vanilla bean oat milk latte that's really really yummy. That sounds so pretty good. All the time. That sounds good. Speaking, I, hey, I'm hey. a black coffee drinker. No, just wait, just wait. We gotta we gotta we gotta extrapolate on this a little bit. I myself am a black coffee drinker. I love black coffee. I've worked in coffee shops for a very long period of time in my life. During that time, I was able to wean myself from. I can drink a mint condition from caribou, which if anyone knows what that is, is essentially a cake in a cup yep. to black coffee. And, and you know, that was the thing about Monarch that I love is it's cold black coffee for me year round. I can no longer have cold black coffee because it's too acidic. I hear you. But we'll get into that in a little bit though. Uh, the there's, a, there's a trend. There's something that I'm, there's something I'm doing to help, help that out. So on the coffee, Dad anyways, podcast. what are you going to say? The coffee Dad's we announced podcast. the Coffee Dad's podcast yet, or are we holding off on that? It's not a thing, so we haven't announced it, but we could announce Listen, it. Listen, Aaron, here, let's, we were talking offline. We're on Zoom. Listener, we're on Zoom. I'm looking at Aaron. He does look great. Hello, my daughter just entered the room. Hi, um, <laughs> Hey. Do you want to say hi to the podcast? No. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> she, if she calls me the podcast the next time we see each other that's gonna That'd be, be a treat pretty hilarious so listener aaron is a looking a little bit lean his cheekbones are showing a little bit of definition his facial structures showing which we all appreciate he's wearing a nice button down and he's wearing a tie with a tie clip and we were discussing offline how earlier in life you know people who choose to dress sharp for the look good feel good do better effect we would have of course been too cool for that and said oh what does it matter Absolutely. And now yep. both of us 100% believe in that and live by that, you know, especially in our professional lives, like dress sharp, feel sharp, sell more. Yeah. I, I, I've i just, I've been on and off wearing uh, a tie, you know, collared shirt, nice pants, nice shoes for about a year now. Mm -hmm. During the pandemic, I got off of it a little bit when I, I had a little bit of weight gain towards the end of last year um, due to a number of different reasons. So the stuff wasn't fitting right. But no, now I'm, I'm back at it. And this is this is how I like to dress. But it's people who've known me before and, you know, knew how I dress before. This is not something that is, you know, black T-shirt, jeans, black T-shirt, you know, pants for riding a bike. Right. Like that's yep. that was the code. So. Devin, what is your, you know, what if you had to pick like one tie, right? Like, what is your one tie? Is it like a silk tie with a floral print? Do you like geometric? Are you more of a of a straight like black or blue guy? What do you think? Because you're rocking a navy tie down in L.A. That was a tie assigned to me by the bride and groom. No, it was a little bit floral actually. It was mostly really blue, I was pretty maroon. Uh, so it's subtle. I like. Uh, I don't have super strong tie preferences. I like a little narrower. I like a little more conservative with maybe a dash of flair. Um, 
that's how I usually go. But I don't wear ties very often. I do not know how to tie a tie. So every time I'm required to wear a tie, I need to find someone to help me tie it. So it's right. kind of a bonding right. experience with whatever stranger I can solicit to tie my tie for me. I don't know if Matteo listens to this podcast, but one of my favorite memories uh, of my wedding day was he actually helped me tie my wedding tie. But I, I can now tie a tie. I saw Matteo a, a, a set of FFWD wheels, tubulars that he used on the track, I think. Or maybe you just use them. Oh, absolutely. When I work he's, at the range. He's a, he's a fast little dude. Fast guy. Um, hey, yeah. So fast little dude is kind of, I don't know if I like that language on the podcast. So we're going to hold <laughs> off on terms like fast little dude in the future. Okay, Aaron? Uh, uh, yeah. Anyways, actually, Matteo, uh, uh, if he is listening, Matteo recommended a book called Changing Planes uh, to me that I've just picked up three years after he recommended it. And it's... That's what I was doing down in KC. If I wasn't working, was reading that book. It's just fantastic. Ursula K. Le Guin. Anyways, um, so Devin, how's your fitness going? Well, as we discussed, I'm coming off a week of being sedentary. So I'm going to get back on the rollers this week and we'll see where we're at. But I've been on a good rhythm of four rides on the rollers a week, three easy runs a week, and I'm doing more focused sessions again. So a touch of intensity and some good sustained aerobic efforts. Um, Everything about an hour on the rollers, uh, just working towards a, a good spring and summer of feeling capable and not being out of shape on group rides. Yeah. How about you? That's I'm same, same. That's what the motivation is getting to spring and getting that really nice feeling of, you know, being in shape, not being gassed on every copyright that we do. And, um, I've been, uh, the biggest changes I've made in the last kind of few weeks that have been really helpful for me is one, um, I've been doing the tour to Zwift. Yep. So I've been on the bike three to four times a week, um, doing a stage once or twice a week. And we're doing that as a team. So Wednesday night at six and then Sunday morning at nine, we're hopping on doing one of the stages and that's been really um, enjoyable and, and fun. And I'm actually really looking forward to this, uh, this Friday because that's when the go long stage is happening. And those are like 30 to 40 miles with like 2000 feet of climbing. And that's going to be a lot of fun to do with a huge group. Cause usually you're riding with like anywhere from 500 to 1500 people. Yep. Right. <clears throat> so that's been really cool. I, uh, it, you know, you getting into IF Devin has inspired me to recommit to kind of the IF that I know works the best for me, which is another acronym OMAD. I don't know if you're familiar with OMAD. I wish you wouldn't expect <laughs> me to be familiar with your <laughs> insane One acronyms. meal a day. Oh, One okay. meal a day. That's what that stands for. So you basically shrink your eating window to the, you can be anywhere from one to four hours. And so I'm usually under one just from a ease of, of, uh, you know, figuring out what to eat and how to eat it. Cause I'm also doing keto at the same time. So I'm doing OMAD keto. And this is what I did in 2019. I was the heaviest I'd ever weighed. I was like 256, 260. Um, and I knew I had to change quickly. So I went and talked to my doctor and basically talked about different plans. And one of the things that I was experiencing was, you know, basically indigestion, right? Yep. The things that we owe if you don't take care of yourself, all you eat is fast food. Like I do, you end up in that place in your thirties and your forties. So he was like, why don't you give this a shot? See what you can do. So I did that for uh, about four months. And in that process dropped about 60 pounds, um, and got down to a weight where I was able to, which kind 15 of go pounds back. a month by the second and third month. It's pretty wild. It's, it's, it, it is amazing how quick, and it really, what it did is it, that's it, a pound every you know, other day. Yeah, it was it was a crazy weight drop. And I was doing, you know, at the time I wasn't riding my bike at all. All I was doing was weights mm. twice a week. That was it. Um, and it worked. It worked for me. So I find myself I've, I've bumped over the 200 mark again, you know, with just kind of you get back into your old routines. Um, and I've I've just I wanted to try it out and see what's happening. It's been four weeks now um, and I feel fantastic. I mean, I feel I feel like I'm getting back into my fit self. Um, but the, but the big part for me is just, you know, my blood sugar is down. My A1C is down. My, um, sleep need is down. My heart rate, my resting heart rate's going down. Um, my heart rate when I'm on the bike is, is now going a little bit higher than it was before. There's just a lot of benefits that I've noticed for me now full, you know, for everyone else listening, 
don't just jump into keto OMAD. That is, it is a ridiculous diet and it is a diet. So it's, it's a, it's a lot of hard work, but once you get into it, it honestly, I have more time in the day too, because all I'm focusing on is one meal during the day. And most of the time I prep it the day before. So by the time it comes around the next day, I'm ready to go. So, and for the listeners, this is not dietary advice. This is, this is not purely (laughs) entertainment podcast. Aaron has dropped out of art school and is not a registered dietitian. Three times, three times dropped, dropped out of art school. school. Yep, yep. So yeah, it's it's uh, it, but it's an interesting thing. So I've I'm now you know I'm I'm under two. I don't know where I'm at exactly, but weighing myself every week and just adjusting it as I go. So, do people appreciate when we're uh, we're honest about recovering from little bouts of fatness? I don't know. I hope I, they I, do. I, 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 one of the things that I want to do, uh, Devin, is I want to kind of do like a, an audio diary to kind of supplement this a little bit. We've talked about it a little bit, but, um, I do want to just be, you know, upfront. like there's a lot of people who are like, well, I hear about keto, right? Or I go to the grocery store and I see keto products or I hear about IF, you know, what's that all about? And I, I think that I now have, you know, between my wife and I, we have about six years of experience, um, you know, doing that stuff personally. Right. And it's not a, it's, it's not a, Hey, this is, you know, what you should do. It's more of a, Hey, as someone who is a pretty normal individual dealing with, you know, normal dietary and health issues in my thirties and in my forties as a new dad, right. These are things that are out there that are, yeah, I think a lot of dudes kind of pick up on, but no one really talks about like how it affects like your normal everyday person, right? Like, what does that feel like to not eat for 23 hours and then have everything within an hour, you know? So yeah, I might do that. Who knows? We'll see. Hey, Aaron, why don't you go ahead and mention who our guest is? So our guest today, yeah, we're get, we're getting a little bit long in the tooth there. Our guest today is another returning guest, uh, Imant Lizovskis. Returning uh, champion. back on the podcast, returning champion. It is. It was really great to have him on, on the podcast again. I feel as though he was brought onto the podcast uh, in a in a in a negative way, in a nagging way, perhaps from your comments on Facebook regarding his recent bicycle purchase. I was honest about mistakes he was making, <laughs> and I was honest right to his face as well. And what I continue mistakes? to be honest about mistakes he is making. What, what mistakes is a Aaron, I've making? always I been honest like... with you. When you make an error, am I not there for you to provide corrective information? <laughs> do you in the in the world of of friendship, do you consider yourself to be like the bumpers in the gutters of a bowling alley? Like, is that is that who you are keeping us I'm on just straight the straight now? I'm just the helpful, corrective angel on your shoulder telling you when you're doing wrong. Got it. So what do we, what did, what did you, which makes me what was very doing easy. Wrong? It's very easy. It's very fun to be, <laughs> to be in a group chat with me when you're messing up in life. <laughs> I take it easy on you. What did, what did Amant do wrong? Why, why was it so important that we got Amant on the cot? On the it was almost an emergency podcast getting Amant on and <laughs> shout out Amant. We do love to bring back dads who have unpronounceable last names. So we've had Levon three times. Oh my God! Common carrion. Carrion. It's a nightmare, Lev. Nightmare. <laughs> Your Armenian last name is unpronounceable. Emant. Oh my! It's brutal. Liv- Livzaskis. Livzaskis. It's just like an onslaught of consonants and vowels in no rhyme or reason. Anyways, Emant had to I come like on it. to defend himself. He's building a gravel bike. Emant. First of all, it's very funny. Started his cycling career in 2021. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did one crit, his first criterium, hasn't done a gravel ride, has just done road group rides. He built, in the off-season, he built a specific crit bike. Okay, so... The, the, the crit, crit bike. bike. He built a crit bike. Uh, of course, it's a specialized LA. Of course it is. Of course. Beautiful. Having Beautiful done one bike. crit, now he's got a crit bike. I think he did more than one. I think he did one. <laughs> we'll go to the tape. Now he's building a gravel bike. So he's going to be a crit guy and a gravel guy for 2022. He's building a Cervelo Aspero. Great choice. He's building it with Campy. Beautiful components. Yes, they're beautiful in a museum where they can't be touched or broken instantly. (laughs) Campy's very expensive and very obtuse. Go with Shimano. Shimano is the only sensible choice. 
listener, as you will hear on this podcast, one, Amont is, I would say, one of the fastest guys on the Birchwood bike team right now. And which, he's just getting hey, started. Which says more about the Birchwood bike team than about Amont. Amont is incredibly quick, really, and just a really strong rider. I mean, he, he's been getting out there and just doing mile after mile after mile. So it is, is amazing to see the progress he's made in such a short period of time. Two, he has his normal road bike with Shimano, his crit bike with SRAM, of course, he's got to complete the trifecta. It's the he's got to have a stupidest thing I've somewhere. ever heard him. He seems like an intelligent person. He went to law school. And uh, he's building it up himself. So he's learning all the ins and outs. Oh, my God. I, I am very pro this situation. I've never Devin met anyone who respects his own time less. <laughs> Brad Cop at 110 Cycles, Sam Sam at Now Bikes on Snelling. Like, we have some of the finest mechanics in the land in our fair city here. And for a matter of a few hundred bucks, they'll build any bike and they'll do a beautiful, immaculate job. And you don't and have to write something on your handlebar. You don't have to hemorrhage nice hour after hour after hour after hour of your own time when you could be working out or spending time with your kids or making more income. It's just all of his decisions <laughs> were bad and wrong. And I let him know right to his face. So that's what the podcast I, is about. And also we talk about what... um, a few of the th- other things he's got going on and his aspirations for 2022. Yep. And Imant, if you are listening, which I, I hope you would listen to your own episode, we wish you the best. Um, he's now recovering from uh, his his uh, uh, aforementioned surgery. So anyways, you, you'll you'll hear it all on this podcast. We are running out of time, but uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast again, Imant, and we do wish you the best. Um, listeners, uh, please enjoy our first podcast of 2022. Devin and I have some pretty uh, fun plans for this year, and we hope that you get to... Uh, be a part of them too so we did mention that we want all the cool dads to go to a certain gravel ride during our talk with the month we now are unsure if that gravel ride is happening or not things have changed (laughs) when we make that announcement take that with a grain of salt we're going to try and be less premature in the future but what ride what ride are we going to be doing this year fulton you and i we are going to be at fulton this year May 7th, we're going to do the full 100 miles. Come on out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, But without further ado, here is our second interview with Imant. Enjoy. Hello and welcome again to the Cycling Dads podcast, the podcast for dads who ride. I am once again, Aaron Thomas Smith, your host, joined as always with Devin Palmer, Remax Results. And Devin, today we have another two-time guest on the episode. This is a big one. Imant Lizovskis is with us today. Imant, thank you so much for joining us I'm going to stop you. Um, For the listener, we are on Zoom, so you cannot see, we can see. Aaron is confused. He thinks we have Imant on again, but we actually have Dr. Steve Zizou from morning, the Life of Planet. So good, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, I'm, I'm joining you from my Ocean Institute. I'm, I'm in the middle of a, a, a giant gale, and I've been stranded here for a couple of weeks now, but uh, everything is fine. So everyone knows that Bill Murray movie from like 10 or 15 years ago. Imant, for some reason, is wearing the outfit. The red hat. He has a silly mustache. He's wearing a little, a little blue sweater. It's very, very funny. Yeah, and for uh, those of you who've known me for a while, this is just my look. This is just how I roll. So uh, this is look, Devin. Yeah, it's a good look. Well, it's a look, Aaron. Why don't you continue the intro? <laughs> I I was done with it. I was Amont was going to say something, and then you. No, hey, thanks again for uh, having me on again, guys. I, I appreciate it. It's always fun. How could we not have you on when you've really initiated one of the biggest controversies so far in the year 2022 with your um, dubious life choices that you're widely broadcasting on the internet? Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty controversial. I've got a lot of flack from all the major cycling institutions around the globe, um, fighting off media requests left and right. But um, of course, I, I make time for you guys because uh, you're probably the most powerful and influential cycling media outlet uh that that exists right now and we well, really we really appreciate steward. that yeah no worries <laughs> in sewer neighborhood let's just make that little because you know 
<laughs> before we get too much further, sure. you've been on before, but we just would like to recertify. Yeah. You do ride bikes. I do. And you do have children. I do. I have N children. Aaron, we're we're clear to go. We're good. We're solid. That's great. That's great. So, Imant, uh, or Steve Zizou, or Jacques <laughs> Cousteau, whoever we have with us, um, uh, could you elaborate on what my co-host, Devin, is blathering on about as far as poor life decisions? Because I, oh, I my personal opinion is is he's full of it. Yeah, so... I'm pretty excited. I uh, I bought a, a gravel bike frame for a winter project, and uh, I've been posting photographs of my um, the gravel bike and all the all the parts, the group sets. And uh, I I went ahead and, and chose the Campy Campagnolo Ekar gravel group set, and that uh, that's what caused this uh, firestorm. Um, Devin, so, uh, the listener is probably just scratching their head. You're talking about a gravel bike. Yes. A rugged endeavor, gravel riding, that requires a rugged group set. Mm-hmm. Rugged, reliable, strong, durable group set. And then you said something about, was it Campy? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so Campy, Campy. Campy's, they've jumped, they've jumped into the gravel market. So this mm-hmm. is their gravel-specific group set. It's a one by one by 13 and I mean, this this is its first iteration, or their first iteration. Oh, perfect! And usually, with the first generation of a group set, it's risky. Have they ironed out all the kinks? Absolutely not. I I'm and especially be, with these these Italian engineers. I'm going to be a victim of these kinks. My goodness! You know, I know what I'm getting. <sighs> right? I I am going well, in. Clearly, you don't, Demont. I I my expectations are high but i uh, but i have to take an account that they're going to be weird quirks not everything is going to run as smoothly but it's special because of that you know it's like if you got quirks a kid, make it special yeah exactly yeah like, i think like i think for our listeners who aren't aware because this isn't i don't think this is nearly as much of a thing as it used to be like when i first started riding back in 2007 um group sets were your tribe right like you are shimano you are sram you are camp lenolo um i don't think that's as prevalent now uh i have have a number of people when i was working at the shop you know as far back as 2018 where they were convinced that um you know sram chains on shimano product were the way to go or sram chain and cassette on shimano product were the way to go so yeah, I don't, I've, I haven't been in a shop for a while. I haven't really, you know, had those like existential discussions of group sets in a while, but you know, Amon, having purchased now one of all three of the big three, right. We're not talking about FSA. We're not talking about rotor, you know, the weird hydraulic stuff. <laughs> um, what is, you know, are you Devin's, you know, weird, <laughs> exaggerated uh self aside um you know is it is it still something that's out there where people are like oh why would you you know sram for life or you know shimano's the only way to go or is it really much more kind of mellow than it used to be i are you talking to me because mm-hmm. i i don't know i'm getting into this bike game later in life so i don't have these influences you know i don't have these impressions that you two been under the sea aaron he doesn't know <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of what I'm asking him on is like, have people been like, why would you, you know, aside from Devin, have people been like, why would you buy Campy? Like you, like you have Shimano, you have the best group set. Why don't you just stay with Shimano? Yeah. You know what? I'm curious. I I'm, I'm new into this. I love gear. I love this tech. I love all, I, I love new things. Um, so, you know, I, I read these debates online, uh, between like disc break, uh, people or rim brake people and for me i'm like well why not why not try something new you know i'm just kind of open to everything so i guess i'm not influenced or jaded or or i just don't have these preconceived types of uh ideas on on cycling tech and equipment and brands that other people do so i'm kind of i'm coming into this whole thing with fresh eyes and i'm just having a blast so i'm like you know what might as well try them all i have shimano on my roubaix i absolutely love it um, I just installed the entire uh, uh, SRAM 
red uh, group set on my uh, Allay, and I'm super excited to get on that and try it. And I've, I figured that why not uh, get campy and get get all three of the major uh, group sets and, and try them out. Aaron, this is such an interesting but, uh, case. We have such a, a man with such a pure heart. He hasn't been prejudiced by the harshness of the world yet. I do. I do feel oh. like it's a little bit like when you take a kid and you remove them from like humanity and put them in like a fake forest for their upbringing. Right. What would happen? Right. Would they adopt language, et cetera, et cetera. This is Imant. He's like this pure, untouched soul. And he's just like, oh, just do all of them. Like, why, why are you guys being, you know, such idiots about it? Well, Matt, just from from the real world, Imant, the reason you don't do exactly what you've done <laughs> <the real> world. <laughs> is every time you swap wheels between bikes, you have different brands of cassette. You have different. They don't interface. So I. I'm a Shimano guy, so all my stuff is Shimano, so I can swap yeah. stuff around fairly fluidly. Oh, Aaron, quit making faces. Who okay? does that anymore, though? Human beings. If, if, geez, <laughs> Louise, Aaron. When's the last time you've had to, like, swap a wheel set? It was like, oh, no, I guess I, I had a flat tire. Just... Like, you know, really? different configurations for different stuff. So I keep it consistent from that right. basis. Mm-hmm. I also like Shimano the most because it's the best, because it's the best value and the best performer. Um <laughs> SRAM, listen, uh, we're not sponsored by SRAM, so let's just be honest about SRAM. I love SRAM. Yeah, great. Great. SRAM, SRAM won by. You, you know, don't you know, race. hey, Aaron, you don't race, so that's okay. The best Everyone thing. Everyone I know who's serious about racing often rides SRAM because they can get it, they find a way to finagle it cheap, and then it malfunctions at a key moment in the race. That happened well, to our I, friend I'm Brandon Kocek. At the Athlon's Twilight a couple years ago, he got srammed. It's happened to everyone we know who's serious about racing. He gets srammed. (laughs) The one thing you could rely on with SRAM is that it's fine until some moment in your cycling career when it's going to boop, just things will go amiss. So I've I've read in SRAM forums that they have issues with their front derailleur. So I just took that out of the equation, right? Just go one by. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. That's the best thing Stram ever did. Is he said, you know what? We don't need front railers, and we're you know what? Good at we this. We're gonna don't. stop doing it. <laughs> we don't. Ooh. That's my that's my thing. I love about Stram. So so Amon, you have all three now. You haven't had a chance to ride Campy yet, but you, have or you haven't even ridden your Stram yet. I haven't. I finished the build, and uh, my back failed me. So um, I've I've been stuck staring at it, just hoping you know I feel good enough to get on the bike uh, one of these days. Aaron, should we have him uh, tell the classic dad story of how he hurt his back? Yes. Um, Amon, please go ahead. Yeah, so I was playing with my daughter. I have a five-year-old daughter. I was playing with my daughter early in November in the backyard, kicking the soccer ball around. And then I kicked the ball in the air, and my daughter is very impressed. She's like, wow, dad, you, you can kick the ball so high. You can kick it higher than anyone. I'm like, oh, yeah? Check this out. And I proceeded to just boot that ball as hard as I could, as high as I could, and immediately felt uh, a nasty uh, ping twinge in my low back. And I think that's that's the root cause of this whole whole uh, herniated disc deal that I've been uh, dealing with here for the last couple months. Tail as old as time. You flew too close to the sun. I did. Icarus. Yeah. I will say this, though. There is no better feeling than... Like every once in a while, we'll be at the playground and August will be talking to other kids and August and Lyle will get in arguments with their kids about which dad could is stronger. Right. <laughs> and that's like, I'm not the strong, you know, I'll be standing next to like Brock Lesnar and August will be like, my dad could take your dad. I'll be like, no, nobody, but it does feel good. It's like, oh, they, they you know, they, they, they think these things about me that are patently untrue. So I, I definitely understand the the siren's call of like going too hard, kicking a soccer ball so that your daughter's like, oh, my God. Yeah. And I mean, there was a point in my life where I didn't have to stretch out to kick a ball in the air, you know, and, and now it's gotten to that point where, yeah, I, I got to I got to limber up before I like just play with my daughter in the backyard. Yeah, it's oh, man, that's rough. So well, I'm sorry to hear that. Iman. I do feel like you are the physical manifestation of the twilight zones uh person who only wants to read books and breaks his glasses at the apocalypse situation well especially with two brand new bikes oh the that beautiful la you meticulously built it yourself you took the time to research the process 
-hmm. You really did it right. And you've been broadcasting. You've done a really fun job of kind of broadcasting and documenting it. Um, And here we find out you can't actually ride the dang thing. I know that's, that's the hardest thing that, uh, I don't know. It's like this beautiful sculpture, you know, that's meant to be enjoyed and, and used. And the only thing I can do is just sit here and stare at it. So, but, uh, well, and, and to wit, Iman, you were the most generous person on social media as far as a new bike build goes. Like, even better than most bike shops do, like, new bike build, right? Like, it was exciting to, like, watch you build this bike up. It wasn't, like, a time-lapse video or anything. It was, like, today I'm doing this, and then it'd be funny cap. You know, like, that's, you were so generous. And then, still, the cruel, uncaring world struck vengeance upon thee. I know. Yeah, I've been having fun taking photos and just trying to be artistic and look at it from different, like, literal, like, different angles and try to make it look pretty because I think bikes and bike parts and, you know, carbon fiber and aluminum and steel and everything, I think it's so cool. And I'm, I'm just so fascinated with, uh, with bike tech and, and how it all works and fits together. So yeah, it's been a lot of fun. So you had completed the last time we talked, you were on the precipice of starting the build of the LA. So you enjoyed the sport mm-hmm. so much in 2021 and 2021 yeah. was really your big, like, Hey, I'm going to try this out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And fell in love with it immediately. And you were like, okay, 2022, I'm going to race a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you have the specialized group Bay, which is a super solid bike, a wonderful endurance oriented bike. I love that bike. You said, well, gee whiz, I could never possibly ride this endurance oriented bike in a crit. So let me get a perfect crit bike. Yeah. And so you got, it's the, uh, the Olay you've built yeah. that up now. And then you said, what I've never done a crit, but I got a crit bike. I've never done any gravel, but I want to do gravel. So you went and got. Well, well, I did do. I did race one crit. Oh, excuse time. me, yeah. excuse me. Yeah, he did, he did. And didn't you do a gravel event last year as well, Amont? Or, yeah, or I, I raced the the Meesville fifty six as yeah. well. I had a blast. Absolutely loved that. I, I threw a set of thirty three mil uh, gravel tires on my Roubaix, which just completely rubbed all the, the paint off the. <laughs> Ooh, so 33 was a little too wide for him? Yeah, I think that, um, I don't know, the, the manufacturer said that you could run 33s on a Roubaix, so I got the 33s, but I think you have to take into account some of the treads and everything as well. There's such a difference, different, even tire brands, there, and I'm sure you've noticed, noticed this too over the years, like oh, yeah. tire brands, the number is not always the number, and usually the number is not even close. Yeah, and if you're Wait. running a really low PSI, it tends to bulge out a little bit more in the sides. And um, so Pancakes. it was like putting a, squeezing a tight set of briefs on my Roubaix. Um, I got a little bit of wheel rub, but uh, I did the race and um, I had a, a fantastic time. I, I made a break from one group to another group and just, you know, it's just fun. It's like I'm playing bike. It didn't feel like it was work. It was just fun. You know, I'm I'm an adult and I get to play bike with other dudes who want to play bike. Yeah, that's that. That's, I mean, that's what I love the most about Meesville specifically is because mm-hmm. I think a lot of gravel events. Um, uh, uh, actually, one of my one of my uh, buds, Noel, we were talking about doing Unbound, or he was talking about doing Unbound. He was he was like, "Hey, maybe you should want to do it." I I just do not have a 200 mile gravel race in me this year. You sure like, don't. I can, I can tell. Year. And it's it's uh, I mean, it sounds super fun, but it also is like, oh, man, I know I'm going to get to a place for that race where I just hate bikes and I hate myself and I hate myself for doing it. I just don't want to get to that place. Um, But Miesville, like you never like you finish that thing feeling like I could I could do another 20 something miles. Right. You you never really get to that point. Yeah. Um, And that's why I think it makes it special. I would like to see some shorter distance. Well, we, we, we've talked about that before. <laughs> Meesville is a great distance just because it's three to four, maybe five hours for some riders, mm-hmm. way more manageable, way more palatable, you know, even like a hundred mile gravel ride, five, six, seven easily drifts, maybe up to eight for some people, especially depending on the course. That's a pretty daunting deal, but three or four hours, you're not crushed. You're feeling fine. Yeah. I thought 56 was a perfect <clears throat> distance. Really manageable. Yeah, and, and you Aaron, did that. Aaron, with, is there anything we would like sorry. to discuss for the listeners in regards to the Meesville? Uh no. Um. So, anyways, Amon, you did that with Andrew, right? Yeah, I did that with Andrew. Um, Andrew rode most of the race with another Birchwood member, I think Steve. Um, or Greg, I can't can't remember. 
Um, and then um, I kind of broke off uh, in, into a different pack. And then I met up with um, Jim uh, from our team and we rode together for a while. And then he had a mechanical and I hung out with him because I'm a, a good friend and a good teammate. <laughs> Well, that's nice. Then we finished. We finished together, so it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay, Devin, I lied. What What do we want to tell our listeners about the Miesville Fifty Six in twenty twenty two? Oh, we're speaking again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's just such. It's so on again, off again with you. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> well, listeners, dads, fathers, cycling dads, friends of fathers, friends and fathers, Aaron and I, and Sean Pease, one of our treasured fathers, our first grandfather, actually, on the podcast. Mm-hmm. we're going to go do the Meesville. We're going to just go and do it. So if you're considering a gravel ride for the spring, we would love for you to join us. Just come on out. And is there a date set yet, Devin? They haven't set a date from the last of my research. I was led to believe it's late April. Okay. And cool. I, historically, it was a Sunday. I'm not sure if they've kept that tradition. Because Sean yeah, think- handed off the race a year or two ago um to 360 communities and they're um i think they had run it in august in 2021 and aiming for an april return here in 2022 so come on out it's gonna be a lot of fun i'm really stoked um it actually i think it'll be the first time i've done it since what was it the i the last year sean i think it was 2019 maybe 19 okay it was the last year sean was doing it right so in, in Meesville, if, if nobody's ever ridden out there, is close to the Cannon River Valley. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. So um, I've ridden a couple routes um, there. Uh, I went out to scope the, the the original route for the race last year. And it's a beautiful ride um, in itself. You have just some great farm country uh, scenery and then it kind of dips down into the cannon river valley so you have a little bit of elevation some beautiful winding roads the cannon river uh is just uh, a beautiful ride and, and a lot of fun very challenging but, but a lot of fun yeah one of the um one of the things we used to do on birchwood and i'd love to bring this back but it's hard to do it you know in a global pandemic um is uh, we used to do a team camp down in red wing so a group of riders would on friday head down meet the rest of the team in Red Wing. We'd get a, a hotel together and then uh, we'd do a loop around Lake Pepin on Saturday, which would usually be around 100 miles. And sometimes we'd have like 40, 50 team members on the same ride. I mean, it was it was really great. And then uh, the next day we would do the, the Cannon Valley Trail out and back. Um, and that was less great with a large group because it is still a trail where other people are using it. And I think that as trails have become kind of more and more popular with the local populace, right? They're like, oh, hey, I, you know, well, let's go out there and take the baby out, right? You know, it's that's not as fun of an event. But um, that Lake Pepin ride, I would really like to work to bring that back um, just because I think for a lot of our new teammates, that would be a, a really enjoyable experience. It's such beautiful um, riding out there. It really is. And that was, I think, my my favorite part about uh, the Meesville 56, the first time I did it, was the realization that I had stumbled on that climb out of Welsh Village. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, oh, I've been here a number of times before. You know, I just kind of felt like I was out in the middle of nowhere. And then all of a sudden you find a spot that's, um, uh, you know, kind of a... a a good memory and and it just kind of brings everything together and connects it in a way that I think makes it really enjoyable. So, um, plus there's King's bar afterwards, right? Like burgers and beers. So just down the road. It's, it's a really great day. Iman with your back recovery, would you expect you be in for that ride by late April? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yep. Um, I'll, uh, so I, I met with my surgeon yesterday, actually, and uh, he recommended a lumbar discectomy. So as far as back surgeries go, it's pretty minor. It takes uh, six weeks to heal completely. So I um, think we'll probably be scheduling the surgery here and uh, by early February. So I, I will be up and ready to go. That's awesome. I'm yeah. so glad to hear that. Yeah. That's I really uh, uh, need someone to lead the hill ride. So that's... Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I love, love, love the hill ride. And you already know, I, I like to throw in the hill ride before coffee ride. And pretty much any time I go out, I try to look for some hills to, to climb up. So, And actually, I was going to ask you about like this year. That's one of my goals is to do that with you, because yeah, I thought awesome. you were I thought you were crazy for doing it. And then you just kept doing it with Andrew. Yeah. And clearly it's it's worked out in your favor. So, 
Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's a great way, great way to start. And the coffee ride is the reward. You get a nice chill ride with your friends and uh, yeah. Yeah, nice, nice and chill. That's how I thought about it. I wasn't struggling at all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Aaron, only, only you, Aaron, can talk about painful. bikes all day and then get tired on a coffee ride. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> the problem I have with the coffee ride and for people who lead rides, maybe you've experienced this, is you get to the front of the ride. And you're you're going along at a, a pace you feel comfortable with and you realize that everyone behind you is talking at an easy pace and you're just like, oh, man, OK, well, I got to I can't just let them like pass me. So like then you keep I can't in, inching it up, me. you keep inching it up. And then all of a sudden you're like you're sitting there at the front doing 22 miles an hour at you know 178 <laughs> BPM going up a three percent gradient by the airport. And the person behind you goes, Aaron, we dropped them. And I'm like, oh, oh, right. Crap. This is supposed to be easy. Aaron, your alpha nature just kicks in. When you're the leader of the pack, you just go. You can't help <laughs> you. You just see red. You just see red. I'm just, it's it's like a saving face, I guess. It's like, well, I can't, you know, I can't get dropped oh, on my own coffee ride. So then I guess my natural I can't inclination is to... So I better just grind it out as hard as I can. <laughs> and I, another announcement for the dads. And Aaron, we've discussed this a little bit. Another and Amon, this will come as news to you. Um, it's coming to news to me. But the Cycling Dads podcast is officially co-sponsoring the Sunday morning rides from now on. So it's part <laughs> a Birchwood coffee ride and part uh, a dad's ride. Not a thing. It's actually it not a thing. thing. It actually it's is a, a thing, thing because I'll be there. I am not, not on Birchwood. I do not support or condone your club. Okay. I'm on 110 Racing. We're a whole different crew. And Racing, is it because you race? Hey, I do you guys do racing? In my lifetime I have raced. We had a bunch of state <laughs> champs on our team. Hey, well, Aaron, yeah, but you yourself. Aaron, how many road races have you won, pal? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's laughable so, so. that you would win a race. So I have won three races. They were all chariot races. For those of you who are not aware, chariot races are two laps of a track. <laughs> 250 meters. Standing start. That is those are the races I've won. So, Amant, it will be a collaborative ride between the Cool Dad Cycling Club and Birchwood every Sunday morning from Birchwood, 9 a.m. That's a a huge development, uh, Devin. Uh, And this is an official development completely sanctioned by everyone involved. From a legal legal standpoint, it is what it is. Aaron, accept it. I, as the president of this team, I cannot accept this, but that's fine. Hey, Aaron, have you announced to the good folks that you've become president? You took I, Eric's job. Did I? Eric Maybe. Thorner, former president and noted helicopter rider. My good friend. Has been dismissed. <laughs> you usurped power. Congratulations on the coup. I didn't, I didn't usurp power. You uh, January we... 6th him out of, out of office. <laughs> We oh god oh no you just yeah. six no. you just six <laughs> that is gone this is one large beep oh Devin <laughs> you said some things on this podcast but Devin Jesus oh. is this the most controversial podcast you think that you've recorded first god. the campy slander then we discuss Aaron's political machinations yeah. No, that is not what is the most controversial part of this podcast. I didn't know Aaron was so power hungry. <laughs> Just, I mean, he stormed the club. <laughs> he stormed the office of the president. I will I will cut this entire I will cut the whole podcast. <laughs> I don't even care. Like anyways, uh no, I Eric asked me if I would uh take over the president position and you know I I, I really believe in Birchwood. I really love the club. And I really want it to, um, you know, continue to grow. So, you know, I, I, I'm really quite boring. Like most of the stuff that I want to do is like set a team calendar and like, you know, do more stuff to help, you know, reach more riders in our community and have them join and, and teach them how to ride. Like, that's really all I want to do. Um, well, Aaron, when you think about it, like with the size you guys have, cause you have so many members cr- crossing a broad spectrum of riding abilities and types. Even something as simple as setting a team calendar is a huge service to your club. So yeah. some of these yeah, little I mean, process I, things, don't, don't, I, it's silly to say, but don't be dismissive. Like that, that goes a long way towards making a better experience for everyone. So I, I do salute you in that. 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of my goal is and there's just a lot of things about the club because we've been around since 2003, I want to say, um, you know, where it's it's just those little things can, I think, you know, really help get everyone back on the same page and the world's changed. Right. It's it's a lot different than when we first wrote those bylaws. But yes, I am. I'm president of Birchwood um, and I will. Uh, the big reason I do this podcast is because I have met so many great new members who have joined uh, uh, the team and have joined the ride because they have first heard me on this podcast, which one blows my mind that anyone would want to ride a bike with me after this podcast. And uh, uh, two, um, just kind of further encourages me to keep this going. So anyways, Amont, uh, uh, thank you so much for coming on this uh, episode. It's been really good to have you uh, back on. Um, and uh, I do apologize for uh, some, uh, let's say, heated feelings towards your group set selection. Um, Miss selection. <laughs> Misappropriation. Wrapping up today's episode, uh, you know, Amont, Devin, um, I would really love this is our first episode of 2022, which a couple of cool things about that. This is the second year we've done the podcast. So we started in 2021, it's 2022. Um, that's cool. The uh, big question I have for you, though, is like, what is what is the one thing that you want to accomplish in 2022? It can be, you know, cycling related. It can be family related. It can't be anything other related because that's those are the only two things we talk about on this podcast. Sure, um, I can go. Uh, so my uh, besides fixing my back and healing up, um, <clears throat> I have two main goals. Uh, one goal is I want to race. Uh, I want to partake in the Machinery Hill Crit Series. And I want to do every single uh, Tuesday night race. So that's my goal is to just be consistent with that. Um, in those races, my only goal is to not fall and finish. So as long as I do that, I'm happy. Um, but my big, big, big goal, and I've been thinking about this, uh, is I want to do a multi-day um, uh, biking um, adventure or trip uh, from Minneapolis up to Grand Marais. Nice. And um, I'm going to stay and back at, or just up, just up. Uh, okay. I'm going to stay at Airbnbs. I'm not a big bike packing camping type of guy. So I'm going to try to work it out where I can put in 80 to a hundred a day. Uh, I think it'll take three or four days to get up there and I'll meet my wife and daughter up there and we'll get a nice place to stay for a few days. And uh, it'd be a nice reward for a, uh, my uh my imaginary stage race up to uh, the north shore that's such a perfect Love way that. to incorporate family life and cycling like hats off to that you absolutely should make that happen yeah so that's my goal i think i'll probably do that in september perfect month good what yep. like though yeah which of them <laughs> i i think that i will be because i would like to really try to map out some kind of country gravel uh routes um up to the north shore so i think that the Aspero might be a mm. good option with uh, a really big like 40 c tire with uh kind of a a chill tread pattern so it's not too luggy for for the tarmac nice that's a great aspiration can Thanks. i give you one piece of unsolicited advice there amont absolutely you do so have you do. a great club with some experienced racers. Crits are not about fitness nearly as much as they are about finesse and mm -hmm. gamesmanship. And especially to keep yourself safe and upright, you mm -hmm. need to play your cards very prudently. So I would talk to the faster guys, the more experienced crit guys, like an Andrew Thompson kind of a guy. Mm -hmm. Pick their brain. Really use them as a resource because um, that will accelerate accelerate your learning hopefully without some of the bumps and bruises because um, it really is a lot of fun especially if you do it right and you just wouldn't want to learn anything the hard way if you can avoid it absolutely thanks for the advice i appreciate it well i mean that's where you're really lucky in that we have jvs on the team so yeah he's, he's super great at, at making that and that's I, I mean it seems to be something that he actively tries to do is is take new new racers under his wing and teach them what to do so yeah, yeah, he was um, very, very helpful last year before my first uh, race. Um, yeah. yeah, cool. Use those resources, Aaron. How about you, bud? I was going to ask you, Devin, um, but for me, I'd say the the big goal that I have uh, cycling wise this year is um, I want to do more e racing. I really want to, uh, you know, keep that keep the habit up. Um, I've been doing a couple of different events. Um, I took a little bit of time off just to reset and 
um, you know, occasionally I get a little bit of tendonitis in my right knee. So taking some time off is helpful. So, um, yeah, I want to, I want to get back into e-racing. I want to keep that consistent even when, you know, kind of the summer comes just because I do, I really enjoy, uh, riding, uh, in Zwift and racing in Zwift. And, um, there's a lot of, uh, kind of events that happen during times of the year when I'm more focused on like outdoor riding. So yeah, yeah e-racing. Okay. I'd be can a nerd. I give you, you Devin? can I hand off a little goal to you there, bud? Why not? We've discussed this in private, and let's go ahead and discuss it in public. Sure. I've challenged you to add two short, easy aerobic rides to your weekly diet. Mm-hmm. My theory, of course, has been you've only done your Zwift racing and then ridden hard at a coffee ride. Like You've done very little actual aerobic work, so you, you tend to do almost 100% of your riding kind of hard which is a real recipe to get burned out, which seems to be a pattern that you always follow throughout the year. So if you add just a smidge, a sprinkling, a, a taste of actual aerobic two, training. Is that two 30-minute easy rides a week? Is that what you for said? For simplicity's two? sake, that's what I had challenged you to, is two. So I've done one this week. Okay. And I, the other one will be happening tonight. So, yep. Well, fabulous. I'm, I'm listening to you, my man. I think it'll go a long way for you and just help you feel better throughout the year rather than just the diet of only hard riding and no easy riding. And the other thing we need to talk about, Devin, is in another episode is uh, IF because I've been yeah. getting back into that. So that'd nice. be a good conversation. Good update. Devin, what about you? You know, I have very few concrete cycling goals. I'm riding. I, I just shifted from four runs a week and three rides a week to four rides a week and three runs a week. Uh, I'm really back back on my rollers, enjoying that. I'm doing focused sessions. Uh, fun to see the numbers. They're not good numbers, but it's fun to see them again. Um, so I'm being consistent and I'll be consistent throughout the spring. I would say my intent as of now is to try the Withrow time trials. Yeah. Yeah. That was the other thing I was planning on doing this yeah. year. Yep. So that's, so I think that's uh, least... gear West, right? No, no, no. Those are the ones out East gear West is the ones out West closer to Lake independence. Okay. Where, where, how long, when are they? They're both similar. I mean, they're, they're smart. Each is in the range of like 10 to 13 miles. The Withrow ones are out closer to white bear lake okay so they're out east gear west is obviously out west those ones they're both great options for me it's a little easier to get get out to the withrow ones so i would like to do that i would like to be consistently at the tuesday night crits whether or not i'm racing but i want to be out there especially supporting my 110 teammates uh just being helping out with the club and then um the meesville will be a nice little addition and i think if we could find um some sort of fondo or create our own like mini fondo. Just a nice try and do a longer ride, maybe even if it's just a hundred miler. Sometime well, later in the season. I could bring the, the oxyoke. I could bring the oxyoke back. A few of our listeners have asked about that. Yeah. So so I, I'm all informal goals, but a little bit of time trialing. Just just do that again. Um, be around the racing scene, and then uh, as long as it's happening again, I'm I'm ambitious to sponsor the. Taco Cat Cross events again. So I've already told them I'm in for that. Go ahead. Devin, can I give you a little unsolicited um, throwdown? Gauntlet throwdown right now? throw that gauntlet at me. I'm coming to those time trials and I'm going to kick your ass. Mm. You and what (laughs) e-bike? I do have the Yuba (laughs) e-bike. Toss some arrow bars on the Yuba and we'll see. Okay, bud. I, uh, we're, uh, uh, I need those details of that event. Uh, you should send them over to me and then we will put it on the calendar and I'm just going to put a little, little skull next to your name on each one. <laughs> Perfect. Great. Hey, I welcome it. I embrace Let's do this. I embrace it. No, I think we that'll talk- be really fun. And it, 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 yeah, I think that'll be really fun. Talk, we talked shit all last year. It's time to, time we to talked, up. we spoke all last year. Okay, no reason to use curse words. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Anyways, uh, uh, thank you so much for coming on again, Amont. Really appreciate it. Um, I do apologize for my co-host's crassness. Uh, and uh, Quick wish message you... to the sponsors. If SRAM or Campy is interested in sponsoring this program, I will instantly retract all of my statements about your products. <laughs> Don't think that I won't. I will go back on my word. Don't you worry about it. So feel free to sponsor us if you'd like. This, uh, this podcast is hot in Italy, so... Actually, fun, uh, just so you guys know, we have listeners, regular listeners in Norway. I don't know why. There's about six of them. Well, that's probably Jorgen and his family. Jorgen's my buddy. 
Okay. Well, there you go. I know Norwegians. I know people everywhere. Do you? Anyways. I have an international reach. Okay. Goodbye. But, Demont, we, we wish you the best in <laughs> healing so this year. Please keep us updated. Um, is there anything that you want to leave our listeners with uh, before we wrap up today? Yeah, nothing really. Just have a wonderful winter. Uh, enjoy indoor training and uh, really looking forward to seeing everyone again um, in Meesville, uh this spring. Sounds good. And we're out. <laughs> <laughs>